Folks, let me give you some friendly advice. Do not be the creative who spends thousands and thousands of your hard-earned dollars on equipment each year without spending one penny on your marketing. If there's ever been a time to rise above the noise and do something just a little bit different to impress your leads and wow your clients, I would say now's that time. And my favorite way to do that is by leveraging print promotion using the photography that I am the most proud of. So our amazing friends at Bay Photo Lab have almost every product that you can think of, from magazines to photo books to promo cards that you can leave behind. And listen, if you just want something to dazzle your office or living space at home with, well, they have options for that too. You can get prints and wall displays from basically every style, from canvas to metal to acrylic. And the best part is you can get 25% off your first time order just by going to bayphoto.com, signing up today. They ship everywhere in the world, folks, and all their products look incredible. So do yourself a favor, start leaving an impact, whether it's for your personal memories at home or for your professional marketing at work. Bay Photo Lab, designed by photographers for photographers. What's up? You are listening to Entrepreneurs, a photography podcast designed to help you manifest your best creative life in self-employment. My name is Mike Thur, and I am your host. And on this show, you're going to hear practical perspectives on how to improve your freelancing journey. And beyond that, you're going to hear from other incredible creative professionals about their art, their business, and the lessons that have helped them grow. So thank you so much for joining me. Entrepreneurs starts right now. All right. Welcome to the show. This is episode 116 of season three of Entrepreneurs. My name is Michael Durr. I am your host. Happy to have you joining me today. If it's your first time tuning in the show, welcome. Thank you so much for being here. I hope you enjoy it. If you are a return listener, happy to have you back. Hopefully we've done enough to earn your likes, your shares, your reviews, maybe even your subscriptions. And if not, that's okay too. Thank you at least for lending us five to 10 minutes of your day. All right. So today's episode is about work-life balance. What really is it? How do we achieve it? Do we really want it? All of that stuff. And so this episode really came about on the golf course, which I don't know if golf courses are the best venues for networking, but they certainly are a heck of a lot of fun. Even if you don't know how to play, I was lucky enough to have a friend and colleague drop in from out of town. We played a quick 18 holes after work, and we really talked about a lot of things. We obviously talked about golf. We talked about how the green was breaking, the wind, what was that doing? Uh, But we also talked about things from family to business and everything in between. But really, the standout part of our conversation, the thing that left me kind of mulling over on my drive back home afterwards, centered around life, as in how are we living our lives day to day? And so both of us acknowledged that we wanted to reprioritize some of the aspects of our lives, such as physical health. That was a big one. Mental health, emotional health. Um, I brought up creative health, familial health, you name it, because the reality is a lot of those things manifested to, I would say, unhealthy levels at some point during our careers, uh, some more recent than others, some more intensely than others. But they all took a backseat to the things that we felt needed the most attention at the time, right? Like my priorities today are quite a bit different than my priorities starting out. And so I started to think about this. Maybe this resonates with you too. But when I started out, The thing that drove me, at least in photography aspects, was to simply gain knowledge and and start to build some of that experience behind the camera, right? Because I fell in love with the art, the idea that maybe I too could make a picture that I was proud of. So all I really did was focus on scratching that itch. That was my only priority. There really wasn't anything else. But as time went on, as I did scratch that itch, well, my priorities started to evolve. Now I wanted to show that work. I wanted to build recognition for the things that I'd done. So now my priority became about portfolio, 
which was uh, essentially external validation. And so after I built my site and I started to grow my social platforms, I gained some of that recognition. And with that came my first paying gig. Ooh, right. Well, now that I know I can get a paid gig, why not prioritize getting more paying gigs and building a client base? So now the priority becomes get more clients, get more revenue. But then after doing that for a little bit, after starting to build some revenue coming in, I started to realize that sometimes revenue didn't mean anything if all of my expenses were going out to nullify the revenue coming in. So then my priority shifted to profit, right? I had to shift my priorities once again. And then shortly after that, I realized I needed structure. I needed a system in place to maximize my profit. So that became my new priority. And listen, I could keep pulling on this thread if I really wanted to. But the reason I bring any of this up in the first place is to let you know that we are constantly shifting our priorities. And sometimes we're co-managing many of them at the same time. I mean, how can we possibly emphasize everything among the many other things that I didn't even mention? You know, maybe we want to scale our business. So in order to do that, we need to build a team. Maybe we want to build an exit strategy so that we can work on the business and not in the business. Maybe we want to build a community to give back to and feel a part of. Or maybe we want to build legacy and impact. Or maybe you just want to build a connection to your work that means something that inspires you, right? Like you're not wrong for focusing your attention to any number of these areas, not to mention the ones that I may have left out. But the point of emphasis that seemed to elude my friend and I was this notion of where's the balance in our lives, right? Like where among all these priorities that we've already self-assessed do joy, uh, adventure, love, excitement, how about rest or peace? How about play? How do these things exist outside of the work spectrum? How do we reconcile all of these desires at the same time? And so here's what I found, and it's no case study at all, okay? It's just what I've observed anecdotally. It's that many of us will try and correct the imbalance in our lives by trying to match our work time with the same amount of self-rewarding time, all right? I mean, it kind of makes sense intuitively. That's how our brains probably want to try to steady the ship, but the tricky part in that attempt at equilibrium is, one, it is not adequately reflecting the reality of our situation, right? Most people might work between 8 to 12 hours in a day. If you sleep 6 to 8 hours, that probably only leaves you 4 to 8 hours to yourself. And then chances are you're always splitting that time up for other personal responsibilities like friends, family, commuting, getting ready, basic hygiene, things like that. The second issue I have with this is that when you try to get 50-50 balance, in work and life, I think it pits work and life against each other by nature, right? As though they are always opposing forces. And I really don't believe that they are. But basically, it's saying one is good, and the other is bad. That's why we need the balance. From my perspective, that's a counterproductive viewpoint to have if you want to steady the imbalance. And furthermore, it's not quite accurate. Your work and your life are far more interwoven, and therefore cannot be counterbalanced with the same metrics. I think we need to redefine balance as more of a harmony right? Like some things are just going to get more attention by nature and that is okay. That does not mean it is evil or destructive inherently. We just need to weave both of these facets of our lives and our work lives together that is productive and healthy. And the third thing that I will say I take umbrage with in regards to getting a 50-50 timeshare of work and personal life balance is that it doesn't really acknowledge the likelihood that most of us are going to take work home with us anyways. So simply getting more time at the beach, even if it matches the same amount of hours that you had at work, is likely not going to yield us 
that hopeful work-life balance that we ultimately seek. So unfortunately, I cannot, in good conscience, provide you, myself, or anyone, for that matter, with any recipe for better work-life balance. But I think there are some areas to consider that I will provide you as you aim to repurpose your life, if in fact that is your goal, that maybe you would want to think about. The first thing I would say is to be self-aware of what recharges you, all right? So what provides me a sense of balance may not do the same for you or for anyone else. It is up to you to determine what recharges you, what gives you a sense of well-roundedness, right? So I, for example, am an introvert. I do not expect everyone to get as much fulfillment out of reading or cooking or going to the driving range the way that I do. Maybe your thing is exercise. Maybe it's meditation. Maybe it's going to parties. Gary Vaynerchuk is probably the poster boy of hustle culture out there, but I would also consider him to be a very self-aware person. You know, So he said, outside of being with his family, the thing that he would love most in the world to do is clock in a 15-hour workday. Now, he acknowledges that not everyone is like that. So do not make choices based on what you think other people say your life should be. If you want to spend your non-work time simply working more, then do it. Go and work. If you want to play, go play. If you want to relax, relax. But you need to find what it is that recharges you first, and then you should double down on that. So don't get caught up in, well, my mom says I need to take more vacations if vacations don't do it for you, if they're not your thing. What makes you the best version of yourself? What makes you more fulfilled and well-rounded? Do not waste your time doing someone else's list. Just do yours. The second thing I would say is to be present in your off-work activities, okay? So first of all, we have to recognize that balance from a time perspective will almost never happen. Like I said, there's only 24 hours in your day. If you worked a 12-hour day or a 10-hour day with a 45-minute commute each way, well, we can round that out to basically half the day is gone to work. Now, let's say you only need six hours of sleep to be a functioning human being. That leaves you with six hours left. So you've already lost the time battle. That is why I do not like the phrase work-life balance because it's never going to be 50-50. Instead, I prefer the term work-life harmony, but it, it just sounds shitty to say it like that, so I don't really use it. But that's effectively what you want. You want harmony, not balance. You may only get two hours in a day for something that recharges you. So in my opinion, make it count. Do not waste those two hours. So scrap the notion that you need to have an equal share in time because you're never going to get it. Think present instead. Just be present when you are doing something non-work related, whether it is with your spouse, whether it is with your friends, with your kids, with yourself even, okay? You know, if I'm on the golf course, I am going to be present thinking about golf for the most part and maybe a little bit of life or whatever it might be. It's a relaxing time for me. But the point is I'm not giving work a whole lot of bandwidth. I am being present. And I actually realized this recently, really hit home. I spent a whole day with my wife at Disneyland the other week. And admittedly, I was not present at all. It was miserable. Not because my wife was in a bad mood or I got into a car accident or my investments took a dive or anything like that. It was entirely my fault. I was just simply not present. I had my mind on a job that I had just finished up as well as on a job that I was about to head out to the very next day. So my mind was racing, thinking about the past and the future, neither of which I could really control. So clearly, time was not the problem in my ability to gain work-life balance in that situation. It was what I chose to give my energy to. 
and I chose to keep my mind on past work and future work, which ruined my day. So be present as best you can, whether it is 30 minutes of downtime or 12 hours, just be present. And that brings me to my third rule, which is enforcing of that presence, which is to build boundaries, right? Because being present is great, but we can get pulled out of presence very quickly with an email alert or a phone call or a client request. You know, you are responsible for setting your own boundaries. If you're at your kid's soccer game, maybe just shut the phone off, right? Like the problem is we often have a difficult time disconnecting from work. And I think this especially happens when you're self-employed because everything weaves together. Now, about a month ago, I actually responded to an email around 8 p.m., which is later than I would normally respond to, but it was for a wedding client and we we're trying to figure out an engagement shoot location and I wanted to be receptive. That was a mistake. I was out of town in Vegas making new friends. I was in the middle of everything and I was going back and forth rather contentiously, if I may, with this client occupying my off time. You know, we couldn't settle in on a location that suited her preferences. Now, for some of you, maybe you're thinking the client is always right, and it certainly was that night for me, but I don't actually believe that to be true. You know, I would never assume my dentist would field my calls after hours. I would not expect my auto mechanic to give me quotes at 9 p.m. So it is up to me to set boundaries. And after that day, I promised myself to set boundaries with my clients, just like a brick and mortar store would having open hours and closed hours of business, right? So 8 a.m. to 5 p.m. That's where you can reach me anytime during those hours. After that, you're going to have to wait. And maybe that's not a popular thing to say in a competitive market like photography, but that is how I ensure my boundaries. That is how I am able to regulate my time, my energy, my bandwidth. Those are all really difficult things to manage when you are your own boss and nobody else is going to do it for you. So it's important that you create your boundaries yourself to create balance in your life, to be present with your loved ones or maybe just yourself. I mean, I think corporate employees understand this probably better than anybody because they have rigid hours. So when they're off the clock, they are off the clock. Freelancers, though, we don't really have that defined structure unless we proactively set it that way. So another way to put this is to simply schedule personal time if that resonates with you a little bit more. But the point is, if you let them, your jobs, your gigs, your clients, they will attempt to extract every bit of your time, your energy, your bandwidth, your deliverables out of you as, you as they can muster. So boundaries are super important and it is up to you to set them. So to wrap this up, identify what recharges you, what inspires you outside of your work, whether it is rest or play or anything in between. And then whatever time you do have to dedicate to that, be fully present in that activity by setting boundaries away from the trappings of professional work. All right, I know that's basic information, but to me, Sometimes the best practices are very simple in nature. And I'm not saying it's easy, but it's a foundation. And if you follow that foundation, I do believe you will give less of your time and energy to things that do not move the needle for you unnecessarily. So that is my time for today. Thank you so much for tuning in. Please like, subscribe, review the show on your favorite platform. Also go to entrepreneurspod.com if you want to do it there. Have a great rest of your day and I will see you all next week. This episode of Entrepreneurs was brought to you by Bay Photo Lab. First-time orders receive 25% off on any professional photo printing product or service. Yes, I said 25%. Just go to bayphoto.com to browse the amazing selection of gifts, prints, and displays. That's bayphoto.com once again. Thank you all for tuning in, and we'll see you next week.